Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now before we start this video, I want to highlight a couple of these images from deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith. Now, it pains me to say that we actually got these kinds of scenes of Anakin just destroying everyone on Mustafar, but unfortunately, they weren't put into the final cut. Now, I'm sure somewhere in the depths of Lucasfilm's archives that will require you to carry a lantern with you to find these tapes, there's probably a deleted director's cut of Revenge of the Sith with all of these scenes in there. Maybe half done, maybe full done, maybe not done at all. And in these scenes, I'm sure there are the full parts of Anakin in the Jedi Temple that were never finished, as well as Anakin's full killing spree on Mustafar during Order 66. I really wish we got these in the film, but that being said, Anakin was the one to destroy the entire CIS at the end of the day. He put the nail in the coffin. I couldn't not include those if I'm gonna put that in the thumbnail. So with that being said, let's move on with the video. We would be honored if you would join us. Today we're going to go over the many different organizations that are allied with the Confederacy of Independent Systems, the CIS. First, let's go over the Trade Federation. Now, this was so powerful that it had its own representatives in the Galactic Senate. The Trade Federation was a galaxy-spanning shipping and trade conglomerate during the declining years of the Republic, often bullying planets into exclusive contracts that allowed for the Trade Federation under several circumstances to have the capacity to blockade worlds and control their systems politics to protect their own interests. Having formed a clandestine of fateful alliance with the Sith Lord Darth Sidious, who secretly was none other than Naboo's senator himself, Sheev Palpatine, the Trade Federation's viceroy and leader, Newt Gunray, caused an upheaval throughout the halls of power on the Republic's capital, Coruscant. Now, on the behest of this Sith ally, he had the Trade Federation invade the bountiful mid-rim world of Naboo. Eventually, though, Queen Padme Amidala was able to marshal enough forces and support from the natives of her planet to repel the Trade Federation's droid army away from her homeworld. Unfortunately, the invasion had lasted long enough to fulfill its true purpose, which was to generate a crisis that would see Palpatine elevated to the Supreme Chancellorship of the Galactic Republic. For years afterwards, the Trade Federation's leader was able to keep one step ahead of the law and avoid seeing any jail time for the invasion. Instead of seeing any punishment, Gunray would join up with Sidious's apprentice, Count Dooku, and the Confederacy of Independent Systems, the CIS, would commit the Trade Federation's droid forces to their secessionists' military might. 
From then and throughout the Clone Wars, the Trade Federation, as part of the Separatist droid army, engaged in numerous military campaigns against the Jedi and the Republic. However, at the end of the war, after the Sith Lord, Darth Vader, killed Newt Gunray and the rest of the Separatist Council on Mustafar, the newly birthed Galactic Empire nationalized the Trade Federation, adding its resources and wealth to the Empire's growing power. The second we're going to cover is the Commerce Guild. Now, these guys were a galactic-scale consortium of various corporate organizations, including Agricorps, retailers, arms manufacturers, shipbuilders, service providers, and the Mining Guild. The Commerce Guild was based on the colorful Outer Rim jungle world of Felucia. During the waning years of the Republic, the diminutive blue-skinned Gossman female Shumai was the leader or Presidente of the Commerce Guild who was only driven by concerns for wealth, status, and power. Through her aggressive nature and deceitful tactics, no one was able to stand in Shumai's climb to the top of the Commerce Guild. Though they were technically competitors, the Commerce Guild forged an alliance with the Corporate Alliance and several other interstellar conglomerates as they pledged to join its army to support Count Dooku and the CIS shortly before the Battle of Genosis. Though the Commerce Guild did not back the Confederacy openly, Shumai's OG-9 homing spider droids were utilized by the CIS forces, and Mai herself sat on the Separatist Council throughout the duration of the war, up until she was struck down by Vader on the volcanic world of Mustafar. With her death and the rise of the Empire, the Commerce Guild was dissolved and its remaining holdings and assets were absorbed into the Empire. Now we're going to talk about the Techno Union. Comprised of various technology firms throughout the galaxy, the Techno Union was a commerce guild, but not the commerce guild. They held a major role in the Clone Wars. When their foreman, Wat Tambor, joined their forces with Count Dooku and his separatist movement, things really started to get into motion. However, in a master stroke, the Techno Union had been able to maintain their neutrality status throughout the Galactic Crisis, with several of their subsidiaries building weapons and starships for the Republic, while simultaneously, Wat Tambor sat on the Separatist Council and the Techno Union itself had allied their massive droid forces with those of the Confederacy's droid army. When the Republic was eventually succeeded by the Galactic Empire, the Techno Union shared the same fate as the Trade Federation, and the Commerce Guild did. The multi-firmed corporation ceased to exist, and its wealth and resources were assimilated, you guessed it, into the Empire. The Intergalactic Banking Clan The most important organization in the Outer Rim during the final years of the Republic, and therefore one of the galaxy's most influential Commerce Guilds, was the Intergalactic Banking Clan. IGBC, also sometimes known as the Galactic Banking Clan or simply just the Banking Clan. At the outer rim ice-covered planet Scipio, from the fortress known as the Main Vault, the extremely powerful Commerce Guild was governed by their ruling body, the Council of Five or also known as the Core Five. At some point during the early days of the Galactic Republic, Outer Rim area Duan settlers discovered that they were short on the funds they needed, so they had no choice but to take a high interest loan from the Intergalactic Banking Clan to afford the right equipment that was required to mine, process, and ship Lomite Ore. However, due to their region of space's location in relation to the core worlds, hyperspace travel required the use of signal devices that functioned as fixed navigation points for hyperspace travel, called hyperwave beacons and reversions to real space. Therefore, it wasn't uncommon for shipments of ore being delayed or lost. 
The people of Iriadu almost became a client world of the banking clan because of the growing depths of that high interest loan, if not for the last moment intervention of entrepreneurs from the core world of Korulag. When the Republic left the standard galactic currency known as the Arodium Standard, the galaxy-wide governing power made sure to keep a credit reserve and stabilize the value of the galaxy's cash by partnering with the galactic banking clan and other powerful banks. During the secessionist crisis and the outbreak of the Clone Wars, the intergalactic banking clan's Moon Chairman, San Hill, took a place on the Separatist Council when the massive commerce organization joined the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Despite that, the banking clan wasn't going to let something as inconsequential as a galaxy-spanning war to stop them from continuing to conduct business with the Republic, admittedly at excessive interest rates too. But even with these measures, towards the end of the war, the intergalactic banking clan was teetering on total financial collapse. Baron Rush Clovis discovered the corruption of the Core 5 and exposed them, becoming the sole head of the banks. However, after the invasion of Scipio, the office of the Supreme Chancellor took over the banking clan. However, their chairman, San Hill, and the Munilist banking clan remained with the Separatists, but were eventually entrenched on the crystalline world of Maigito on their stronghold. The Corporate Alliance Making their nerve center on the beautiful Outer Rim world of Murkana during the declining days of the Galactic Republic, the Corporate Alliance was yet another powerful and influential conglomerate that during the Separatist Crisis vowed their wealth and resources to the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Because of this, their magistrate, the Kurivar male, Pasel Argente, sat on the Separatist Council, while their senator, Voatel, represented the Corporate Alliance in the Confederate of Separatist Parliament. Unlike the other members of the Separatist Council, the Corporate Alliance was still active under the reign of Palpatine's empire. Rebel commander and leader of the Phoenix fleet tried to bluff Imperial Admiral Brom Titus by claiming he and his crew were part of the Corporate Alliance, but the Admiral wasn't deceived. Hope you guys enjoyed this video about the different organizations that are allied in the CIS. Hope it explained some things and made the different organizations a little more clear. Let me know which one's your favorite down below. I'll see you in the next video, and until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.